Bird to your mother, it's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just a couple of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like bacon, steaks, and cheese. It's Philadelphia, Boeing shielding the cut, kicking it cooler than two penguins. Still Bo's old arch nemesis, Greg Cosell shows up and it gets real. Pull up a branch and chill, it's time to get ill with some Birds with Friends. The early bird skips the worm and prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo will for you come Coming at you with stats and things, flapping their wings. You can't live up to expectations, so just do your best. (laughs) That's what I tell myself in most life endeavors. (laughs) Just go with what you saw today. Change your opinion daily. Yeah, I'm all about that. You'll be wrong often, but then you can just point back to when you were right. No one will remember. No one's listening. It is 3.15 a.m. At Lincoln Financial Field, just 10 minutes past your predicted time when we would start this po- this podcast, Shield. Fantastic job by you on the bird line. And we are here, Bo Wolf and Shilkapadia, after the Eagles' 28-13 to victory that gives us relevance for another week. The Eagles are 6-6, six and six, and they prepare for a season-defining game next week in Dallas against the 7-5 and five Cowboys. First place in the division on the line. If the Eagles win that game, they will be tied uh, at the top of the standings, but they will hold the tiebreaker, and destiny remains in their own control. Uh, not always uh, the most thrilling game for the Eagles. There were uh, plenty of hiccups throughout, but they got the job done. We got a cameo from our old friend Mark Sanchez, and the Eagles have won back-to-back games for the very first time in 2018. It's incredible that a season that has featured no consistency and a team that so often has been unable to get out of its own way and so many of these post-game podcasts with us coming on here and being very critical. And it's week 14 and you have a one-game season, potentially. I know there's other factors. You got to play the rest of the games. But potentially a one-game season to win the division, Bo Wolf. Us potentially covering a postseason game at the link. I'm gonna. I, it's a good thing I didn't book those Shrine Game tickets just yet. Uh, it really is incredible. When I was sitting back and uh, and just sort of thinking about it, like you said, this wasn't the prettiest oh. game. We'll we'll get to the game in a minute here. But four point underdogs at Dallas with a win, and you're in first place going into the final three games of the season. It's wild. It's wild, and not only that, you know, the, <clears throat> this has probably been underplayed a little bit, but uh, they got some help this weekend on the off chance that they could win a wild card. It's still a little bit of a stretch, but it is not. It is no longer unfathomable. Yeah, the Vikings are six five and one. The Panthers are six and six. You're obviously not going to tie with the Vikings because they have that tie in there. Uh, if you tie with the Panthers, you lose out because you lost to them. I think there's head. a scenario where, if, for instance, the Eagles win next week but then lose to the Rams and then win against Houston and Washington. Meanwhile, Dallas wins their other three games, mm. so they win the division, okay. but then I, the Eagles could could slip in as a wild card. Nine and seven. Right. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Here we are. Here we are. And yet <clears throat> everything that happened on the field tonight overshadowed by the events in the parking lot before the game. Well, People will have to do us a little favor, okay? It's 318. <laughs> Bo has lozenges 
he, I wanted to take a picture of him writing out there. He had a bottle of Tylenol. Mm-hmm. He had some other medication. He's coughing every other second. He didn't complain. You know, I offered to do a solo pod, which, you know, frankly would probably be my preference. So it was a little mm-hmm. bit selfish. But anyway, I offered to do a solo pod. He said, no, I'm a gamer. I mean, can you leave some reviews and ratings for once? Yeah, that'd be I nice. I mean, three, we're giving you something to listen to on your morning commute Tuesday morning. You're, you potentially have a playoff team to root for. Uh, just, you know, some reviews, some ratings, M- maybe uh, maybe an athletic subscription. So you're referring to uh, Jeffrey Lurie playing yes. some cornhole in the parking lot. I haven't read your piece yet. I'm very excited. As soon as this podcast's over, I will read your piece. You wrote about that. Uh, I think that's all we're going to say about it. Go, go, unless you feel like you, you look like you want to say something else. I think it was an unbelievable story told within those nine seconds. Okay. And I didn't, I left that mostly as subtext in the story. It was more of a, more of a wolf's den. Okay. But the, um, the, you know, clearly Jeffrey had never played cornhole before. And yet. It's too bad. Great game. Yeah. And yet he, he sank it overhand. There you go. Worth watching on repeat. Worth reading about on theathletic.com. I do have I do have lots of different um, medicines in the backpack. You don't you don't have a plan. You don't have a plan. You correct. You you show up with various lozenges and you're trying new stuff. Well, I've how old are you now? I discovered this weekend this uh, this you know I'm all about the menthols when it comes to the cough drop. And I discovered this the thing cough, called... cough drop is mostly a sham as far called, as I'm concerned. The uh, Fisherman's Friend, which is nice because, you know, I like the menthols. I've got these Vicks that are pretty good, but they're too, they're too candy-like. This one is much more... Uh, it feels like authentic. Do you like the lozenge for relief, or do you think it actually, like, reduces your cough? Oh, it's not reducing anything, but it is, okay. it, it is keeping it at bay while I have the lozenge in. Why are why do I see no tussin being consumed by you? I had some before I left. You did, yes. Okay, all but right. I didn't. Okay. But I don't feel that the tussin has done much for me. Well, you know what? I took some Tylenol because I've also got a sore neck. Mm, yeah, uh, what did you do? You did. I that? I think that must be like a sleeping thing, but it also could just uh, be affected by the cold itself. Geez. I have not been healthy for a single home game. I don't think. It's unbelievable. I went in there. I even, you know what I did? I even resorted to somewhere in the bottom of that bag. I didn't know it was in there. Our old friend Zikam. Wow. Let one of those bad boys dissolve. Uh, yeah, I did see. That's what I think I saw you out there with the Zikam and the Tylenol. Yeah. Well, you sound. And then these other these other pills that I got in Paris when I had a cold. Hmm. That sounds legal or illegal. <laughs> I need one of these. Yeah, I need one of these like painkiller things. I need to go down to the locker room, get shot up before the game. Muscle relaxer. For, yeah. You need a muscle Ooh. relaxer for your neck. Yeah, that's that's great. <laughs> All right, well Man. let's let let's get to the game. You, I feel like you're on a um, sort of minutes restriction. Like we need to get you. Uh, that's just because you want to get out of here. Well, you don't fool me. I know that's right. I'm, I'm settled in for the long haul, baby. <laughs> All right. So the game. <clears throat> so the game. The Eagles, for the first time since uh, actually, I guess they had one against Carolina, but for only the second time this season, if you don't count the uh, touchdown against the Giants after the turnover. For only the second time this season, they had a full-length field opening drive touchdown. And what a weird drive it was. Uh, it started after a couple of first downs with a sort of classic Wensian play from last year where he's rolling left, 
escaping traffic and just points at Golden Tate, tells him to go up the sideline, lofts a beautiful pass. Beautiful throw. And then Tate fumbles the ball, but it goes out of bounds. Uh, then a few plays later, they're moving the ball downfield. Josh Adams fumbles, but it hits the ground. He hits the ground first. So it Everyone was fumbling. Yeah, it's the, the book says they only fumbled three times. That doesn't sound right to me. I think it was four. Yeah. Um, and then Corey Clement fumbles, but he recovers it. He goes get the ball down inside the five-yard line. Carson Wentz is uh, rolling right, escaping pressure. Throws a touchdown to your man, Golden Tate. Just barely got there, it looked like. I thought it was going to be broken up. There was yeah. a defender close by. This really, to me, was <coughs> maybe the biggest takeaway from the game is the that we saw away? we saw plays from Carson Wentz, the improvisational plays, the outside of structure plays. But did we see many of them after that first drive? No. But we haven't seen many yeah, of them all well, season. You know, after that first drive, it seemed like, all right, we got good Carson Wentz tonight. Yeah, and then it didn't really follow up that way. I feel like there may have been like a a bootleg or two in between there where he looked uh, where he looked pretty spry there. But that's true. Yeah, that's true. You know, it wasn't the it wasn't like a flawless game from Carson Wentz. I wouldn't call it the, his best game of the season, like you alluded to there. I think in the second half, especially, he missed some throws. He had Aguilar. What was Aguilar? That like shallow crosser was yeah, it? Yeah, the third down, wide open. That was a bad throw. But it turned out to be a galaxy brain type thing from Carson Wentz because by not completing those passes, he finished the game with just 306 yards passing. And if he had completed a couple more, he would have been in that dreaded Sean Payton range between mm-hmm. 308 and 364 yards. And we all know Carson Wentz is 0-9 in his career when he throws between those yardage markers. So really a smart job by Carson to make sure that he stayed under the 308 mark. I wish we could just make fun of them, but the Eagles, like multiple <clears throat> Eagles players said that uh, Doug Peterson was harping on the fact that Washington was like 6-0 and this year when they scored first oh, yeah. and 0-5 when they scored second. So I don't know why they didn't just call the game after the Eagles scored that first Good touchdown. Point. They probably uh, probably should have done that. But uh, he threw the Carson Wentz threw the interception in the end zone as well. So I thought... My take, my, um, and I and I asked you this question, sort of evaluation of Wentz is that the highs we saw, like the improv plays, yeah. were higher than we've seen in most games, um, and then there were obviously some lows. But I would overall be encouraged by that because I think so too. If he can hit those highs and doesn't make some of those mistakes or make some of those throws that we see him make rather routinely, uh, you know, then maybe you have someone who can. Put the team on his back a little bit next week in Dallas. I mean, the the offense is still, you know, it was like run game. It's like screens are their most effective play, it feels like, the last three weeks, I would say. Yeah. It's run game, screens, some bootlegs. they still didn't really throw the ball down the field, huh? I think they had three. I don't know if those were what, over 20 thrown yards? down the field. or but, uh, Well, one was a screen to Clement. Okay. Ertz had a 20-yarder. Yeah. Like exactly 20 yards. Um. Aguilar had a 39-yarder. That's right. Broken play. That was yeah. Yes, that, that was, was another, another one. Yes, so you're that, right. Oh, I, I wasn't sure if that was a was that a legit broken play or not. I, I, I don't know, but yeah. it, it was a bootleg. It was Wentz, I think, rolled out to his right and uh, found him down the field. But no, Tate had a 32-yarder. Oh, that was he broke it. He broke a couple tackles. Who did Tate? Yes, that was a short. That was throw. his best yes. yak, I would say. It was his um, best play as an eagle for sure. 
of the season. So uh, overall, Bo, the offense, 436 yards, a season high. That means 436 is the uh, over-under on the bird line for when this podcast is posted. And what did I say? I think uh, I think you said the under and I took the over. So that I do have incentive to lollygag. Well, I will leave. <laughs> Uh, 436 yards, 28 first downs, also a season high. So okay. <laughs> uh, normally we mock them when they say, oh, you know, we were a play, a play or two away. In this game, they had two possessions inside the five-yard line, which they didn't score on either. They actually were like two plays away from scoring 42 points in this game. Well, that's a little bit, okay. a little bit misleading because the first of the two, they didn't score – but they gave it was a the Redskins. Um, gosh, mm. me and my racist co-host here. Mm, look at him. Oh, I don't even want to. I can I blame this on the cold. <laughs> Just continue. Washington, yes, was backed up on the three-yard line. They punted, and the mm. Eagles scored on the next possession. Okay. So, in a way, it led, I don't think you could say they definitely would have scored 14 more. They should have scored at least seven more. All right. We'll give them seven more. So, oh, man, 35. I can't believe so, I did that. Uh, the offense had four drives of 10 plays or more. This is kind of how they have to play. The, the running backs, 134 yards on 29 carries. Josh Adams is pretty Continues good. to look pretty good. Yeah. I agree. He just bounces those bad boys bad. to the outside. Yeah. It's like nine yards and turns uh, the corner a little bit. Got that long speed. Yeah, so he has. Uh, he has. You know, why don't we give Deuce Staley some credit? Okay. It feels like Adams has legitimately improved, doesn't yeah. it? I think that's probably so I think fair. Deuce Staley. I, I think he's also probably gotten a little healthier. True, but although he was questionable for this game, that's a good point. Playing injured, I forgot about so. that. You're right, Corey Clement. You know, the numbers at first glance aren't huge, but five carries for 27, three catches for 47, a similar stat line, I feel like, to last week. So that's a combined, what, 74 yards? That's nice improvement. He looks better than he had previously yeah. uh, this season. So you're getting production from them. Carson Wentz really spread the ball out quite a bit. To Golden Tate, seven for seven for 85 yards. Easily the best Tate's looked all season. And... It it really did look finally like it was coming organically, like they were yes. not force feeding him the ball in these silly gadget plays. He was just a part of the offense, and the plays that went to him just sort of came to him. I know that sounds sort of uh, unscientific, but that's I mean that's really it's how true. it looked. Yeah. Well, two of them were the improv plays, but then yeah, that one I would like to rewatch that with the thirty nine yarder. It was mm-hmm. like oh, this is the. This is the plays we saw right. in Detroit on the uh, on the highlight reel. There, he also had the catch for the two point conversion, right? So yes, I don't, that's that, true. Do, that doesn't get counted. Does not count, right? and uh, so it's great actually. The bird lines. So uh, that is definitely a good sign. Zach Ertz, uh, Carson Wentz, nine for ten for too much Ertz in this game. I thought. Yeah, I was uh, really ready to throw you out of the press box <laughs> on that one. He had uh, nine Every, catches. Why don't you explain what you were doing? Well, there was a report, was it this weekend or, or earlier, whatever, Yeah. by uh, Josina Anderson of ESPN that uh, she had talked to an anonymous source within the Eagles who identified one of the three problems with the Eagles is that they are 
throwing to Zach Ertz too much. Yeah. So every time they threw the ball to him, I said, too much Ertz. Every time. Not once, not twice. So nine times. Not three times. No, ten targets. Yeah, I don't know if you did right. it for the incompletion. I probably did. Whew, that, yeah, that was testing me there. You but. said, uh, oh, my gosh, you have to stop. Oh, well, that's good. I didn't even curse. Yeah. No, please stop, you said. Please. Yeah, please I, I was stop. begging. <laughs> I was begging. I'm sorry. That's good. That's, that is definitely going to keep going. Wonderful. I'm requesting a new seat for <laughs> the Cowboys game. It's too much Ertz. He set the, he set the record for uh, most receptions for an Eagle in a season. That's too much. On the season when Wentz targets Ertz, completing 78.6% of his passes and averaging 8.6 yards per attempt, Zach Ertz now has 93 Receptions on the season, as you mentioned, a franchise record, most among tight ends, his 54 first down receptions, first among tight ends, his 978 yards, are second to only Travis Kelsey. Isn't that kind of weird? It's like the only guy he's trailing is his teammate's brother. Yes. That's weird. I guess so. What are the odds of that? Well, pretty good. Two tight ends. Yeah. Competing, and one plays on the other brother's team. I know, but we're already in that world where his, his... Please. Center's brother is right. the other best. Nothing's well, impressive to this guy all of a sudden. Takes a little zikum. What did you, uh, Brandon Lee Gowden, the official ombudsman, did a good job putting together the connecting some dots that Josina Anderson and uh, Alshon Jeffrey. Mm, I, I je- <laughs> unless I dislike the reporter, I don't really like playing that game much. Okay, I think that's fair. And uh, so I don't know who it. I mean, that's fair. It that's could fair. have really, it could have been anybody. It could have been anybody. I mean, that's that's right. Yeah. No, you, you, you name, agree that that is a ridiculous. If you name a reporter that I don't like, then mm-hmm. I would be happy to out their nonsense and sources. But, okay, so yeah. how about? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, no, but really, honestly, like she's around a lot of NFL people and. All right, it could have been somebody who she's had news on before. It could have been someone in the front it, office. I totally agree. The it's, coaching staff. Right. It could have been anybody. Uh, you know, yeah, it, it could but have been But the notion that that is one of the problems with the team, you find ridiculous? Yeah, I mean, it could have been, you know, on TV they have to speak and sort of they don't have a lot of time to flush it out. It could yeah. have been, you know, Zach Ertz is the only guy getting open and he's the – I don't know. I don't know what the exact – context was obviously i don't think you know the efficiency numbers that i just mentioned they're not bad things are not happening when they're throwing to zach Ertz. correct now if you said hey the offense would function better if they could get a vertical threat and take some of those targets away that would probably be a fair point to make um but that's not like zach Ertz's problem correct i mean he's having an unbelievable season so yeah okay I had something else to say, but I certainly forgot it. Okay. What were we talking about? The offense. Are, uh, you know what, really? The Eagles allowed zero sacks for the first time all season. First time all season? I mean, wow. I don't know. Now, I, they had two that were both called back for penalties, correct? Is that right? I don't know. I think so. I think that's right. Four quarterback hits, though. That's it. And no, now, I wonder if those count. If what count? The sacks? No, that's the penalties. Like, you know, he got hit two extra times, but they don't count probably. No, they don't count on the box yeah. score. So he got hit six times. Well, maybe he would have got rid of the ball if the guys weren't getting held. 
Yeah, but I'm just saying that the well, physical the punishment toll on of the his body. Hits, okay. Yeah. Well, I'm saying the function of the offense and the job All by right. the offense. Okay. I mean, this is a very, this is a legitimate good defensive line. Yeah. So right? I have my doubts about just how good it is. You don't think it's good? The numbers don't say that they're not okay. that great. They were 12th in DVOA against the pass, and I, they were playing yes. with a full at full strength. Right? Were yes. they missing anybody? Legitimate on defense? I think they had. Uh, I think they were missing one of their corners. Okay. Well, I don't really pay much attention. Um, so they were playing at pretty much full strength, and they've yes. been a, a defense again, twelfth in DVOA against the pass. And you know, Carson Wentz threw for three hundred six, and they left a lot of they left plays on the field. Well, they left some meat on the bone. They left some meat on the bone. So, you know, if you're looking for the bright spot, maybe the the coaching and the scheming was a little bit better here. I thought so. Felt like it. Yes. No, I, I thought that um, the scheme tonight was much better. Well, Washington played a lot of man coverage, uh, and you saw a lot of uh, good man beaters. Their attacker series that they call with the rub routes and the mm. pick routes. Uh, you saw the one to Jordan Matthews, I believe, for the touchdown. I feel like there was another one that I'm uh, forgetting, but they did do a good job of anticipating man coverage. Uh, scheming up against it, and then the receivers making plays when there were plays to be made. Ryan Kerrigan, was he heard from today? No. Let me see what he did. He gave his jersey to Chris Long. He did, okay. He had one tackle for loss, no sacks, and no QB hits. That'll be a good one to watch on the Mm. film is Lane Johnson rounding into... And Kerrigan has had some success against Lane Johnson in the past. So perhaps Lane Johnson is... Rounding into form, Jason Kelsey, an all-time that highlight like, reel. The Sproles. That might be like among his top five. We didn't even talk five. about Sproles yet, but yeah, yeah, that play was unbelievable. Yeah, that was a fantastic block on Sproles' touchdown run. Kelsey had another one on his screen. Is this the reverse Kapadia curse, do you think? Well, I wasn't going to say it, but... It's okay. I don't think anyone's going to steal my Jason Kelsey story that I'm writing for this week. Okay. Yeah. I've done all the reporting. Go ahead. Try to catch up. I look forward to it. Well, we were worried that, uh, yeah, Kelsey might suffer false, an injury. He had, fall, he had a false start in the first series. <laughs> yeah, we did. And I said, there it goes, yeah. yeah. Look for that on The Athletic later this week. But so uh, on the Eagles' well. side, you had the man-beaters, as you said. Oh, boy. No, 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 no. <laughs> All right. On the other side, now it sounds like we, I don't know if you were following this, but we were get, I was getting all kinds of messages about how bad the broadcast was. Uh, I was get, I was seeing those messages. Yeah, it's too bad. It's too bad, and I don't think I'm going to have time to watch the broadcast this week yeah, straight know, to the coaches' film. So, what was I going to say? We we're going to talk about Washington signing Reuben Foster. Okay, go ahead. You have thoughts on that? Yes, it seems just in keeping with their organizational uh, value system. By the way, the bar is set like so low on uh, like media types or announcers discussing that. Like <laughs> all you really have to do is come out against like yeah. violence against women, yes. and you're, oh boy, how eloquent! I like you know what I like. Um, like, aren't we all in the uh, in that boat? You know what line I like is. Uh, you know, I was taught at a young age, you never lay your hands on oh, a woman. Yeah. Okay. 
you needed to be taught that. I was actually, like, yeah. Like, now that you mentioned that, I I was never really taught that. Yeah, it just should kinda, be like what, kind of understood. What are you doing? Yeah, that would have been really weird, actually. But I I guess people are in different uh, environments and circumstances. Sure. Than I was, but uh, yeah, I would have been very confused if uh, my dad <laughs> sat you down one sat day. Me down. <laughs> Probably not. We, I don't know. I don't know if this is inappropriate, if we're going to get fired, if this will be our last podcast or what. However, all right. Anything else or should we wrap it up? Oh, we got plenty more to talk about. Um, Darren Sproles. How about it? Yeah, not too bad. Everybody legitimately happy for him, it felt like, yes. right? Yes, yes. Well, for most of the season, it I felt- think there is. I think that. I think there is a little bit of a role for him. Okay, I think that was about the role that he that that's there for him. Four carries for twenty two. Are you surprised? No, no targets. A little surprised. Is that part of the easing in process? Will we see targets for him yeah, next maybe week? Maybe a little slow play. Okay. What did you think of the flea flicker? I told you what I thought. I thought they should have called another one right after it. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Would have been beautiful. Now we got a little bit. Of, we got a little bit of a return to fearless from Doug tonight, but not all the way. Going for it on that fourth from the one. I mean, that one's so obvious to me. Are we it's really so giving obvious cre- coaches for credit for the same for that? reason that we talked about. If you don't get it, they're still backed up. It's great. But that play call was was a disaster. That sequence after was the timeout. Yeah, that whole that whole series was bad. First and goal from the three. They force it to Jordan Matthews, incomplete. Second down, a loss of one on a run to Josh Adams. Third down, false start on Zach Ertz, and then the completion to Nelson Aguilar for seven yards yes. to the one-yard line. They call timeout, and they run that just garbage run to Josh Adams with a guy unblocked on the backside, tackles him for a two-yard loss. You said it well. I mean, I don't understand. I know Jordan Matthews had the touchdown later in the game. Oh, yeah, and Zach Ertz wasn't on the field for that fourth down. Right. I don't understand why Ertz. Matthews is an op- is like – Getting a play called for him. Why I don't? Well, I, I mean, nice guy. What is he doing on the field? Right you know now? what his number? It's a it's a small sample size, but his numbers are a lot better. Yeah. In terms of efficiency, than I expected. Yeah, his numbers so, are, not, are not bad. So I will not crush them for getting him involved a little bit. I just the when you're in the red feeding, zone, yeah. give me an Ertz. Give me a Goddard. Too much Ertz. Too much Ertz. Goddard. Well, I mean, where are all the I wanna, people who told me this guy was going to be the? I mean, get him out there. I want to say Alshon, but then they forced forced it to him later in the game, and that was the pick to Josh Norman. Well, yeah, but that was a bad decision by Wentz. Like that if, was a bad decision. They should have just had it if Alshon were in the spot that Matthews were. Yes, maybe whatever. That was a bad throw. Oh. It was a bad throw. That he, was he said as much. Maybe his worst decision of the year. Mm, I would have to think about that. Uh, but yeah, that was a bad seek. And then to take Zach Ertz out on fourth down, and I don't know if you saw like the the Deuce Staley was like right there with Doug Peterson making the play call there. Yeah, Grow was there too. Oh, okay. Well, but that made it obvious it was a run. Made it. Right? I mean, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Because it's like if they're going to throw the ball, they're I not they're so not going to throw the ball without Ertz on the field. That would just be another level well, and of stupidity. Deuce wouldn't be calling the play, and Deuce wouldn't be in there. Uh, so they said there was a missed assignment on that play. Jason Kelsey said, "I haven't rewatched the play, so I don't know what." Uh, who I don't know who missed. I mean, if anyone missed a play, it was Lane Johnson. But that doesn't make sense because he blocked the guy. There, 
Unless uh, I don't know, someone's supposed to come from the backside and crack back over. I don't know. Maybe, maybe was it a split? Maybe it was yeah. a split zone run. Uh, anyway, yeah, they screwed that up. That was a bad sequence. I also did not like the Jim Schwartz playing the sticks defense, third and thirty. Third and thirty. When, yeah, the whole point of taking the penalty is is to try to force a bad field goal. Yeah, if you get an incompletion there, it's a fifty four yard field goal. They give up ten yards like it's nothing, and then give up the field goal. Yeah. Why are you doing that? It wasn't that? quite sticks defense. It was just a prevent. But, yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah, I'm not. you don't need to call a zero blitz, but make it a little bit more challenging on yes. them. They have Colt frickin' McCoy in the game. At that Why point. are you just conceding three points like that? Yeah, I agree. Uh, so I did not like that. I did not like the, the Doug sequence that we just mentioned. I feel like those were most of my nitpicks. Were there other, were there other moments of... Uh... Uh, cojones from Doug tonight, beside the flea flicker. Dave Fipp had showed some cojones on the, uh, Yeah, right? that was nice. That kind that of probably fun. went under, uh, observed. That was fun if you, yeah, you might have missed this. There was one, there was a, uh, they, they put on a little punt block, Cravon LeBlanc, yeah. running inside, and he almost, he almost got there, but the, yeah. Washington did a good job of having that, that one guy came up and blocked him just at the last second. Little, Seemed like little, a nice little design there. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Uh, other examples of cojones? No, I don't think so. Yeah. They went for two. They went for two. That was what it was. Yes. Yes, that was nice. Followed so the what's, the, what's the logic there? Because, I mean... I mean, it, I understand the basic. It makes sense to me, yeah. I, I don't know if it's, it was too early to do it. Although, I mean, you know, he's obviously... They've got the guys with the model who are talking to him. So but they they go up twenty to thirteen with what, how much time was left? A little bit, a little bit the left. Fourth in the third quarter. quarter. No, uh, beginning of the fourth. Beginning of the fourth. Okay. And so instead of kicking a PAT to go up eight, they went for two to go up nine, make it a two score game. That that uh, it makes sense to me. Later in the game, I wonder what the calculus is for that much time left. Are you determining their... I mean, I kind of think it comes down to, do I have more faith in my offense to get the two or my defense to stop the two, right? Yeah. Because if you kick the extra point, the That's opponent's going to have it, yeah. to go for two. And so in that way, it was kind of interesting that Washington was playing with Mark Sanchez at that point. Bet on your offense. Eagles offense now. Five for five, two-point conversions this year. Interesting. The most makes of any team in the NFL. Mm, interesting. Why couldn't they just call one of those plays when they yeah. had a fourth and one? Good point. Um, it does feel like they feel good about their uh, two-point package, and uh, they went for it. I mean, yeah, I like it. I like that. Make it a two-possession game. Yeah. If you miss it, what's you know what's the big deal? Yeah. They still have to score to tie it. One of my mottos has always been, if you miss it, you miss it. Well, it's gotten you this far. Bring the pain to Spain. It's gotten you in this... Uh, that's right. Weird box with me at 345 Do you think we'll on see the sunrise? Monday. Probably not. I really hope not. <laughs> uh, Anything else offensively? I think that's I think that's about it for the offense. I I mean, on Carson, I think there's some I think there's, you know, a glimmer of hope that as the more he plays, Maybe you're gonna get a you're gonna get a chance to see a little bit of a vintage Carson Wentz. I mean that's what they, that's what they're gonna need next week, right? It would not surprise me if in one of the two 
one of the next two games you got like a uh, epic performance from him. Okay. Sort of hasn't happened yet this year. No. Like that one where you're just uh, that jaw dropping, like wow. And uh, yeah, I think there were some. You know fun- what? I, thinking back, I think might, might have been his best game. It's like his, what was one of his first ones. Well, right? It was like the, his second game, the game against Tennessee, and then you know they didn't finish the game. But I'm, he was really good in that game. Could have been. Yeah. All right. How about the defense? Uh, they did get the gift of Mark Sanchez coming into this game in the second quarter. After Cole McCoy broke his leg, tough for him. Uh, and on the first play, backed up on their 10-yard line, Mark Sanchez comes in the game and hands the ball off to Adrian Peterson, who goes 90 yards up the middle untouched mm. for a touchdown. Yeah, Guess they didn't see that run coming. The tackles in, uh, on that play were what? Fletcher Cox and Haloti Nada. You had uh, Sidney Jones flying in and missing a tackle. You had Camus Grugier-Hill unable to get off his block. Corey Graham on his heels. Man. I don't even bother mentioning him, mm. honestly. Graham on the blank almost, almost caught him. He was on his horse, yeah. as they say. But no one could catch up to Adrian Peterson. So he had the 90-yarder. That put him up 10-7. And then he had eight yards on his other eight carries. Yeah, nine what carries a weird for line. 98 yards. What a weird line. <laughs> Isn't that nuts? That's crazy. But you got Zeke Elliott next week, a team that has to run the ball, that wants to run the ball, and so they got to get some of this stuff. It does feel like, and uh, Handsome Rich wrote a little bit about this, that the coaching staff was like, listen, these teams are trying to set up runs to make our corners make a tackle. Mm. And we keep missing them. And, you know, that was the case on this run, too. I mean, yeah. I don't know if Sidney Jones is, like, the number one Well, this run was up the gut. It was up the gut. Yeah. But, like, the one guy who had a chance to, a yeah. clean shot at him, uh, missed the tackle. And so I think you will see the Cowboys probably follow a uh, similar formula. Not, again, not like that <laughs> Peterson run, but, you know, maybe some of those perimeter runs where you uh, set Ezekiel Elliott up against a cornerback and see if he can win one-on-one because – if you look at vice versa, it feels like the Eagles running backs were not winning those battles a couple times, like trying to get the edge. Right. I mean, it might have been a safety. I don't know uh, whether it was runs or screens. And um, You say vice versa, huh? No, it was you a really... joke. Vice versa. Oh. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm sure Jim Schwartz will be talking a lot about stopping the run during his Wednesday press conference. Speaking of handsome rich, what, what a consummate teammate. Mm. Unbelievable. <coughs> Stepped aside on the uh, Lurie cornhole toss story. What a guy. And then let me his recorder because I was going to record on my phone, but I can't show the video and record on the phone at the same time. Okay. Unbelievable guy. <laughs> oh my God. You look like you're about to pass that's, out. That's my teammate. That's your teammate. I feel like, I feel like going, uh, that's, your that's quarterback. my quarterback. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I can't really take too much from this so defensive handsome. performance. Like, you know. Yeah, I mean, it was going up against Who Mark knows? Sanchez. So it was a nice interception by Ned Gary. Okay. Two, two, by th- the way, Ned Gary, uh, we forgot, forgot this, the storyline heading in. He's the guy who ended Jason Witten's career, remember? True. Two third-string guards in there. 
for Washington. Yeah. Now, here's a question for you. Yeah. A little talk in the comments of our cheat sheet this week about some disappointment in, in Fletcher Cox. The, you know, oh, really? the idea that he is, uh, you know, he put this defensive player of the year out there. Aaron Donald's getting double teamed. He's still getting sacks. Fletcher Cox, production-wise, has been a little bit quiet the last few weeks. You feel like, you know, Fletcher Cox is going to be one of the best defensive tackles in the league. He's got to make a little bit more noise. I think if you want to be on Aaron Donald's level, then yes. Yeah. I mean, he, I think it's fair. Who's facing more attention than Aaron Donald every week? I think it's fair. And he's uh, he's been a monster. I mean, I still think Fletcher Cox has had a very good year. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, I think it's fair to say, you know, let's uh, see an impact play in a crucial spot here down the stretch. He's got that in him. Yeah. Bennett was good again. Brandon Graham showed some signs of life. Yep. Are we entering the final uh, few games here of Brandon Graham's career in an Eagles uniform? Good question. Maybe. I'm less... I, uh, I think a couple games ago I would have said probably, and now I think, I think maybe he'll be back. Okay. Yeah. Something changed your mind? Eh, maybe. I have a bird to flip. Okay. What the hell's going on in, in the uh, urinals up here in the media bathroom? Have the you bathroom noticed up this? here is a disaster. Well, it's not because of the bathroom. It's because of the people who go in there, right? Yes and no. Uh, well, I think what you're talking about is the people. What I'm talking about is when I walk up to a urinal, yeah. look at these shoes. Are these nice shoes or yeah, what? They are nice shoes. Do uh, Why do I have to stand in a... What is going on with these people? I'm I don't standing know in what, a puddle of urine. It's crazy. At the urinal. Every week. Like, wait till you're finished. Every week. Empty it out. Zip it up. What's the problem? Every week. I feel like I'm not getting as I I feel like I've never gotten a single drop on the floor at a urinal. Never? All right. I mean, I don't know never, but it's, it's crazy. It's not I don't a know frequent what's occurrence. Going on. And this is not a drop. This is like Now that is a that what is, is going on uh, it's here. It's true. And it's like every single urinal. Every one. Every I go to talk. one, I say, "Ooh, I'm going to check the Oh. It's gross. It's every week. That is user error. Okay. The design flaw is the sinks. The sinks are, they are a total mess every oh my week. God, that's so true. And they are a total mess every week. It's like they never tried out the sinks when, before they installed them. You put your hands in, they go all over the place. And then the paper towel situation, they're usually, they're usually done. Like all the paper towels are usually gone by the first quarter. And there's a, it's, this press box is, uh, for our purposes, I know that this is like super annoying uh, writer complaints for our purposes. Fantastic. The view is great. The glass, my number one concern in a press box is perfect. Very vegetarian friendly, vegetarian friendly, Mm -hmm. but the bathroom is a disaster. But I've never encountered the puddles before. First of all, I've never seen that anywhere else either. So I wonder if there is, but I don't know what it would be. What would it be? Yeah. Uh, I think it's the client. It's got to be the clientele. <laughs> That's right. Uh, you are right about the sinks. It reminds me when I would ever have to share a sink with my sister, my oldest sister, or use like her bathroom. I mean, her washing her face is. It, you would think there was like a typhoon in the bathroom. 
<laughs> it would drive me nuts. I would walk in and be like, what happened in here? That's really funny. And so that's exactly what these sinks look like. And it's, yeah, because sometimes I'm wearing a tie and I can't even lean well to wash my hands because I'm going to cra- get soaked. Yeah, it's crazy. I love a well-designed sink. Big fan of a well-designed sink. Okay. If you go in like a restaurant bathroom or something. Nice then, depth. Yeah, you need, you need a lot of depth. Yeah. And not just depth, but the faucet itself has to come out and down. The de- there are some, yes, that is which nice. I think is actually the problem with these, is that there is a little bit of depth to it, but that's not where the, the water is flowing. When your hands are under, your, your fingertips are touching the back of the sink. That's yeah. not what you want. Yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah. Use a little more space. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Happy birthday to uh, Steve Wolf. Oh, happy birthday. As we've crossed over midnight. Wonderful. Yeah. Crossed over midnight. We did that four <laughs> hours ago. <laughs> well, three hours and 55 minutes to be exact. Boy. So we had the a big guy. We had a wife birthday. Very recently. Correct. And now we got a dad birthday. Yes. Okay. We got a baby birthday coming up. Mm, wow, what a stretch. Yeah. When's your birthday? June. Uh, let's see. You uh, you made fun of me earlier because uh, you said this is going to be a great podcast because I had two notes on here. One was cornhole, which we've talked about. One was uh, bird flip at eagles, but we'll get to that. That's That's going to be the grass. Okay. And then birthday shout out. Too much earth. Too much earths. I have rich humming. Uh, there was a point where Camus made a play, and I could hear next to me Rich humming to himself. So did you say something? Yeah. Okay. Said, I, I said I hear you. Uh, and then also my my new my new special teams play idea. We've had the intentional short punt on your end. We've had my onside kick pegging the guy in, in the front. Now we have the fake fair catch. Now you said you've seen this before. I no, I can't remember if I. But have I'd like or not. to see a guy catch the ball and be really nonchalant and act like he had a fair catch and just start walking a little bit. Then everybody, everybody sort of cools their jets, and then he takes off. I, I feel like this has happened. It, I feel like this mu- year, maybe in must college. Have, it I must have happened, happened in college. It's such a good idea. Yeah. might have happened in college. Guy could also just get creamed. but Could, but seems worth exploring. I love that idea. What are, you, what are your uh, overall thoughts here on this team going into the, the, into the Big D next week? <laughs> I do like the Big D. Um, do you like their chances? Gut. You don't have to give me your prediction right now. I I do. What's your gut? I think they got though? a fighting chance. Okay. F- well, yeah. I mean, they're only four point dogs. Of I think they, they got a good chance. chance. And and honestly, the I feel better about the Cowboys not being as good as they are being perceived right now than I do about the Eagles coming out and having this guns blazing performance. I think the Eagles' upside is just as high as the Cowboys' upside in a one-game sample. We've discussed it hasn't felt like the Eagles had much variance this year, and I don't know that this game will prove otherwise. But the feel of it, I mean, don't get me wrong, it doesn't feel like they have Super Bowl upside, but does it have the upside of being able to maybe steal the division? I mean, it certainly has that upside. A little more than I thought uh, seven hours ago. Yeah. Not seven. I mean, this was a weird game... 
once Mark Sanchez comes in, this game is you know should basically be. Yeah, I'm dusted. judging it all on the other side of the ball. The defense. I mean, that was a fair matchup. The Eagles' offense against Washington's oh, yeah. defense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my only takeaways from this game. And they looked better. I yeah. I mean, I'll tell you what's going to drive me nuts if he if he goes in there and is punting on fourth and fours and yes, uh, doing that stuff. I agree with that. Of course, I agree with that. So we'll see. I think they got. A, I think they got. A, I think they got a chance. I felt before this game that they were going to win this game and go to Dallas and get crushed next week. Mm. I don't know. I don't know if I feel that same way anymore. Okay. Recency bias. Of course. That's what, we, that's what we're here for. Yeah, that's what we're here for. Okay. Let's go through the bird lines. Sproles touches versus Tate touches. Sproles had... Let's see here. I can tell you what the answer is. Oh, go ahead. Well, they each had seven touches. Oh, all right. So I win. How about that? No, neither. Tie goes to the shield. No, that's the rule. But you should make the case that Tate gets the tiebreaker because of the two-point conversion. Tate gets the tiebreaker because of the two-point conversion. Unfortunately, that is not how the game is played. Uh, Absolute value away from twenty-three for the Eagles. So it was five versus Alshon catches just three, three three catches for thirty-one yards for Alshon Jeffrey. What's going on there? That's not good enough. They're not giving, throwing him the ball enough. That's what's going mm. on. Ruben Foster TV uh, segments versus total turnovers. I think I saw that there were at least two segments. Oh, really? I thought someone tweeted us that there was one. And no? they, they, they saved it for like the very end of the game or something like that? It seemed like they, people were complaining that they were just talking about that and disregarding what was happening on the field. I yes. Feel. I heard that too. But it was more than uh, there was one total turnover. Uh, booze versus injuries. Uh, no injuries, n- huge ones on the. Well, that's not true. The Eagle, uh, Tim Jernigan left the game with a back spasm after like a play. He may never play again. Who knows? <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. It's his back. It's the same. Uh, you think he's fine? I don't think he's fine. I, mean, I, I don't think I would wager on him never playing again because <laughs> well, of a back spasm. I said may. You just had a neck spasm because you were doing some weird th- dance or something in there. Yeah, what was that? I sneeze or something? Uh, you got to do what I do. When you wake up in the mornings, you do the neck circles. It's not, but it's not when I wake up. It's mm. probably because I slept. Oh, when you're sleeping. How's your pillow situation? Pretty good. We got some new pillows. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite pillow is in Casey's room. I gotta, I gotta go steal that bad boy back. Mm. Got to. Uh, and Jason Peters left the game in the fourth quarter, but I think he said he was fine. Have we not up. mentioned that yet? No. Oh, that's a terrible job by us. But he said we'll he was, see if he's he, fine. He slammed his helmet on the sideline when yeah. he came off. He 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 was acting as if something really bad happened, which sometimes it may just really hurt. Right. I assume. <laughs> so <laughs> it's true. It's uh, like when Kelsey got kicked in the nuts. Yes, but you know we'll have to see if they have Jason Peters next. That's week. true. That's a good point. Uh, how yards of total offense for the Eagles? Four thirty-six. Four thirty-six. I think I think the over is going to hit here for the post game pod when it's posted, but we'll see. You have nine more minutes to get out all your thoughts, okay. and I'm out of here. And then uh, and beat points just fifteen, but more than Carson Wentz's longest touchdown pass, hmm. which was like f- four yards. Yeah, his longest touchdown pass. Yeah. I think he had a four and a three. He had a six. Uh, sorry. Six and a four. 
So they still, through, through 12 games, have three passing touchdowns outside the red zone. And in the grass always wins. We both bet on Washington minus six plus six point five, but I wagered ten. You wagered five, so mm-hmm. you've got a little bit more uh, lechuga. Pretty, but next week you bet you wagered five on Dallas minus three and a half. I wagered twenty five on the Eagles. Oh no wonder you're feeling um okay. I'm I'm betting against the Cowboys. All right. That's where I'm at. All right, those are the big things. You got a, you got a grouse for us? I do have a grouse. Um, I'd like to flip the. I'd like to give the uh, Oscar the Grouse Garbage Organization of the Week to the Philadelphia Eagles for a video they posted earlier this week. You may have seen. Let me see if I can find it. Vamp over there for a second. This is very worthwhile. Now, for those who don't know, I think, I don't know, I think most of our our audience knows, but some may not. I don't know if that's true. Okay, so many may not. So I will explain. In a previous life, Bo worked for PhiladelphiaEagles.com, and because he worked for the team website, he was able to post videos from the facility. These are NFL rules, which now are limiting his creativity. There, he was able to take advantage of him. In my opinion, it was uh, probably the best content of any team website in the NFL. He would oh, do various uh, – the Wolf's Den was very interactive. He would have different players. They would play different games. It was funny every week. There was a written element. There was a video element. I remember telling him at the time, my wife and I on like a uh, – on a Friday night, we would like pause, you know, what we're doing. Hold on. Let's let's watch this Wolf's Den. She, you know, she's not a big Eagles That's fan. That's the greatest compliment I, she, I can receive. She thought they were funny. I thought they were funny. That leads us to the grouse. And one of the uh, features in those Wolf's Dens was a game called Taboo. Mm, outstanding. Uh, when I would, you know, it's similar to Taboo. I would write some things on note cards. Now, where can, I tell, a, where can a, I tell people to go cl- uh, look at those? Mm, good question. They're all gone. Uh, there was a Bobo Super Tabo at the Super Bowl, which you can find on Bo Wolf's YouTube page. Mm, that was very, yeah, that was very Bobo. Don't look at that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, here come the Eagles on November 30th. There's nothing taboo about it. It's round two of game night presented by Xfinity. Oh, my God. It's sponsored and everything. So I'd like to flip the bird also at Xfinity. Mm. They're a grouse. Sorry. Unless, of course, they want to sponsor birds with friends. They don't want to sponsor Birds with Friends. Also, I'm really enjoying my Xfinity experience at home. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's like Brandon Graham and Jordan Hicks against Corey Clement and Nelson Aguilar, and they're just totally stealing the whole shtick with uh, a much worse version. I mean, couldn't they have at least tried to – so what's it called? Teb – they Game called night. it taboo. Ta- well, yeah, they're because they're playing taboo. There was another one they were played uh, catchphrase. I mean, that's just spitting in your face to actually do taboo of all the games available. Like if they just did catchphrase, 
I would say okay. There's enough games out there. There's enough games. I mean, to go from taboo to taboo, like I think there's legitimately someone in that organization who wanted to stick it to you. Mm. You may have a better idea who that is than me. I don't know. I don't, I don't know, know how you left things there. I don't know. It was probably Fran. Mm. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, I don't think it was Fran. I could tell you were hurt by this. I mean, it's been. It's I mean, been you're, fun try, for me. it's you're been trying fun to for say me. it's anger, but it's been fun hurt. for me to tweet at him about it. Okay, fun. But uh, if you say so. I just, you know, if you're gonna do it, make it good. They couldn't have invited you for a little guest host. Mm, interesting. We would have allowed that. Yeah, that's give me a little lower third. Bo Wolf, the athletic. I feel like that. I feel like that poet. Who got her? Who got her poetry stolen by that woman, and then she got an award. I I I bled, sweat, and tears for this stuff, and you're just gonna steal it? Yeah. You think they're gonna get a tattoo of this on their arm? How esoteric is this? Do it? Does any? How many people do you think understand this reference? I mean, I know. I don't know what you're talking about. Grouse. I need another cough drop. Uh, I think it's a legitimate grouse. You know, you're joking, but you did, uh, you were the creative mind behind those. So I think well, it is. Well, also a- shout out to Ben Fennell and uh, Brian Thomas who would edit them. Okay. But- well, there you go. Okay. All right. Okay. So the Eagles, I don't think we've mentioned the score. The Eagles won. 28-13, we mentioned the score. Oh, I don't You think I listened? In the open. Okay. Uh, short week. Oh, we forgot this. No, no practice Wednesday. Yes. How about that? No practice Wednesday. I mean, how would Concussion Uncle feel about this? You know how Concussion yeah. Uncle would feel yeah. about that. Uh, uh, yeah. So they typically, the they Eagles lost? do not have practice for the two days after they play on Sunday that they return to practice on Wednesday. So when you play on Monday night, the question is: Do you force a practice on Wednesday with the bodies banged up? Or do you give it the guys that now it's not a full day off? I think they have the meetings. I, I presume. Yeah, but there's no practice. Yeah, it might be a walkthrough or something like that. Please. Um, so they will only have two days of practice. I think late in the season, bodies banged up. I think that that makes. I think I'm fine. Hundred percent. Yeah. Division opponent. You just played. They, yeah, up. that's right. Everyone knows what everyone's doing. Yeah, spend more time spend more time behind the scenes figuring out what you want to do in this game scheme wise. Yeah. So we will be on WIP Wednesday. Correct. And then we'll do a another pod later in the week with our big picks. That's right. Okay. And don't forget to scout your uh, hotel room amenities. Okay. That draft is next Sunday. Maybe the highlight of the weekend. We'll see about that. Okay. Uh, That'll do it for this episode of Birds with Friends. The Eagles are back in contention, and so is Birds with Friends. Leave a rating or a review if you have any self-respect. For Shiel, I'm Bo, and as always, we love you.